Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs Ayagbusi. Michael Thompson talking. It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. This is Jerry Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. On Sportscast Radio on the 22nd of September. I, I am live with your host, Jordan Chisker, making his return to the radio waves tonight. Uh, we'll be talking some football on uh, both the collegiate and the professional level. Uh, we'll probably touch on some boxing with uh, a little Sportscast slash standing eight count crossover as we talk about the Canelo versus Kolev, Kovalev light heavyweight matchup coming up in November. Uh, maybe discuss some of the backdrop, uh, you know, shenanigans that may be happening uh, promotion-wise, uh, as well as uh, maybe some envy for, uh, uh, let's see, one Dana White. Uh, we'll have some real MVP action. Uh, maybe we can sneak in some spit takes uh, and more uh, tonight. Uh, my co-host, I believe I should have them uh, on the line. I should have uh, Mr. Elijah. Elijah, are you with us? And that sound of silence is definitely not uh, one that we expected at this time here, but that's okay. We'll make it work. We'll try and uh, try and get some things to happen. So uh, obviously, this weekend was no shortage of uh, shortage of uh, obviously news uh, with uh, obviously uh, Brown uh, making his departure from the New England Patriots, um, and then he continues uh, continues his meltdown, uh, if you will. Uh, taking it to Twitter, um, and he uh, uh, he obviously had had some strong feelings to say about it. Um, essentially, uh, tendering his full resignation uh, to the to the sport, um, stating uh, as of 14 hours ago, uh, will not be playing in the NFL anymore. Uh, these owners can cancel deals, do whatever they want at any time. We'll see if the NFL Players Association will hold them accountable. Sad they can just void guarantees anytime. Doing it on four, uh, doing on forty. Well, he says forty m two months. Uh, we'll see if they pay up. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, guaranteeing anything going on forty million uh, two months. We'll see if they pay up. So you know, obviously, you know, it's really interesting that he's going with the uh, the, the money aspect of things. Um, you know, there is there is a couple shots uh, a little more towards the. Uh, uh, towards the ownership there saying, you know, they don't punish uh, owners uh, for their transgressions, obviously alluding to Robert Kraft um, and his, uh, I believe, pending uh, solicitation case uh, in regards to the, um, uh, in regards to that. Uh, let's see. I think I actually uh, have a host on here. So let's, let's see if we can bring him in. We're going to bring him in live. You are alive, homie. What's going on? What's up, Jordan? Can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear you now, just like we're just like we're not sponsored by T-Mobile slash Good. I don't know what company the guys with anymore. <laughs> Good. Uh, I can hear you, Eliza. How you doing tonight, buddy? Um, I'm doing good, man. Just chilling. Uh, pretty happy about some of the stuff that happened in the NFL today. You know, life is good. 
you know, good. You, you, you caught me, obviously, on the lead-in here. So, uh, well, we're getting right in the NFL. We're going to talk right about uh, Antonio Brown right away. We're going to get that out of the way so we can talk about maybe some of the finer or happier things that happen in sports this week. Um, obviously, his case is still pending. He's still going crazy on Twitter, um, you know, regarding his, uh, his being released from two teams. Um, I mean, oddly enough, uh, I didn't get the, I did not get the, uh, the sounder on this, but apparently Master P spoke about Antonio Brown being released by the Patriots, um, somewhere I'm sure Ryan is, uh, is clutching his, uh, his, his, his cachet of, uh, <laughs> of, uh, no limit CDs in his closet, uh, thinking about me not having the sound, uh, sound bite right now, but, uh, what, what are your thoughts right away? <laughs> I didn't hear anything about Master P, but you know, I mean, he makes some points. I, I can't argue with him that there's sometimes seems to be some double standards between like certain players and the owners about who gets in trouble and who doesn't. But I mean, he still he signed these contracts and he's got all these allegations coming out on him. It's it's not always. I don't know. Just the NFL has just been shown to not really give everybody the benefit of the doubt like they do other people. So, like I said, I got, he has some points. That still doesn't take away the fact that he's, like, just kind of an asshole and very uh, self-centered. And personally, I don't think he's a great person. But, like I said, he makes some points. And, you know, I just – this like, this stuff bothers a lot of people. It doesn't really bother me that much because – at the end of the day, I'm just watching these guys for entertainment purposes. Um, I don't put any stock into how they act on the field, off the field. Like it doesn't really bother me because I don't hold them any higher than any other normal person. And they're all people too. So, I mean, it just, it's entertainment to me. And I really, I guess could care less what they do outside of the sport. And just like some people it just works them up. It doesn't really. It doesn't really bother me that much. I guess. You're taking the uh, the Charles Barkley. Uh, you're you're accepting that they are not actually role models. Yeah. Uh, well, no, they just. Is that my understanding for this day? Pretty, pretty much. I, mean, I, I, like, get I I don't hold them. I don't hold them to a higher standard. I don't care. Like how much they get paid, you know. Like I said, they, I don't put them on a pedestal because if you do that. You're just gonna dis- you're just gonna be disappointed, and you know, yeah, they make a lot of money, but they make a lot of money because of us. Like if we yep. were to choose to not watch the sport anymore and stop going to games and not buy memorabilia, they probably wouldn't make as much money. Playing as fantasy they do. football, yeah, yeah. You're, so, you're absolutely mean, right. You're absolutely right. So that's like he's not a great person, but he does make some points, you know. And he might be a little crazy, but he does have some good points about like the whole double double standard thing. And you know, Bob Kraft didn't hasn't really gotten in trouble. Ben Roethlisberger got suspended. Billy got really got suspended four games, and he had a couple allegations too. And the Steelers still held on to him. So yeah. You know, you know, I think obviously, you know, the, the there's, you know, looking and looking at these all, all kind of in their own little vacuum. There, there's, I, I feel like there's, there's 
three things that have ultimately um, uh, been maintained, right? When you look at, let's just say, based on the ones that you just brought up, obviously you got Roethlisberger, and he's, he's been accused of, I believe, twice at this point. Um, you know, uh, Bob Kraft, you know, they've made their simple statement, left it at that. But, like, uh, and obviously just the, the the trafficking charges portion of it is, is, is now null and void, but, the, but there is there's still the solicitation, uh, to my understanding. Um, but the, he, none of those guys went on social media or an interview and went extremely erratic um, and, and for lack of, for lack of a better uh, better term, while out on their their accusers, you know what I mean. There's no, and that's there's true. A weird juxtaposition, uh, you know what I mean? Like you know, you you kind of you kind of reap what you sow, and you know yeah. if you're going to be innocent, keep it at keep it at saying you know I'm innocent. We'll see when these all roll out. That's that's perfectly fine. I'm cool with a simple statement like that, you know, like and and then keep keep playing. You know what I mean? Sometimes sometimes yeah. sometimes you do got to keep your head down and keep moving forward. Um, no, and that's true. You know, and you know, I like. That's true, and I'm. That's why I say he's still like he's not a great person. He's a jerk, asshole, yeah. whatever you want to call no, him. Absolutely. And I also yeah, that I, you know, know, at this point he just makes some points, but he's not like he's not in the he's not yeah. really in the right in this situation. He's not an angel by any means. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough spot. I'm curious to see how it's going to roll out. I, you know, here, here's ultimately what I hope. I, uh, there there are no winners and losers in this case because at the end of the day, somebody's somebody's reputation or 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 dignity or something was taken from somebody at the end of the day. Yep. It doesn't matter who's who's right or wrong on this one. You know what I mean? If the crimes are real against um, that he may uh, uh, potentially have have done. Um, then, then obviously he, he needs to, to atone for those. If God forbid, she's, you know, uh, a person who's taken advantage of somebody who's, um, obviously has, you know, the, those, those extra dollars that we're talking about, then obviously she needs to pay for that as well. But until, until the, 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 the truth comes out, which God knows we may never know. And obviously how the justice system works, um, you know, it's still going to be a huge specter hanging over anybody trying to get him. So that being said, uh, he said, uh, you know, on his Twitter that he will not be playing in the NFL anymore. Um, are we going to see AB play football, be it in the NFL, or God forbid, we're you know they're going to be talking about him on, uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to cross over into the sportscast rodeo if they're going to take it on the uh, on the wrestlecast side of things. But when the XFL comes out, does he don a jersey, uh, you know, for 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 Vince McMahon? I doubt he would be in the XFL because Vince McMahon wouldn't even take Johnny Manziel in the XFL. And Johnny Manziel just is, you know, he's got a bad reputation too. I think Vince is like really trying to keep the XFL clean and kind of not go down the path he was the first time he created that league with the whole bad boy image. So I don't think he I don't think he'll end up in XFL. I don't think he'll probably end up in the NFL again either if he keeps keeps acting like keeps doing the things that he's doing. You know, I just I think he might be done. Wow. Maybe maybe Canada maybe Canada. But who's gonna take him to Canada? 
That yeah. You know, because they they drop they drop Manziel, they drop Pac Man, they drop you know what I mean. Anybody that's been a problem, they they get rid of. Yeah. You know, like that that's a, that's a weird one to me. I, I I just, you know, you want you want to see the success for these guys, or you want people to make that uh, that redemption story, so to speak. You know, but but it seems like these guys. I think I think the pressures, and I don't know if it's social media that adds to it or just just media in general at this point with the wall-to-wall coverage on ESPN, one, two, three, news, Twitter, you know, every podcast, every, every newspaper, um, even regular news stations taking it, depending on the profile of the player. Um, you know, it, it, are, do, do you think, uh, is it something that the pressure is starting to add up for these younger players um, coming into the league or becoming those veterans of the league? Is that, is that, a, is that a problem now? I think social media definitely has a lot to do with it and just kind of how people are nowadays, like bigger, the better, like bigger personality and more money you're going to make more marketable you're going to be. And it's just, it's weird how, how quickly Antonio Brown changed from being this seventh round pick who like worked his ass off. It was a, team guy and did everything he needed to do to kind of work his way in and become like one of the best receivers in the league to becoming a B and pretty much now being out of the league and having the yeah. me first. Like I just, it's weird like how he's done a total 180. but I mean, I guess you want to market yourself. It seems like that's, what a lot what a lot of people go for nowadays to market themselves is me first attitude flashiness you know borderline asshole tendencies <laughs> i don't know yep yeah i mean for lack of a, for lack of a better uh lack of better lack of better phrase yeah absolutely right you know, uh, touching on to the actual X and O's of things, obviously, uh, you know, scores coming in final looks like uh, looks like the Browns, unless they pull an amazing two-minute drill here, they're they're, um, you know, with uh, second and ten on the fifty, you know, they're down seven against the Rams. Uh, you know, the the big games this week, um, Cowboys drum the Dolphins. The Dolphins showing no sign of uh, any sort of improvement at this point. Um, the Lions uh, beat the Eagles, which is kind of the upset of the day as far as I see. Uh, the Colts beating the Falcons. The Colts, I, you know, actually could be another upset of the day. There's so many in regards to that one. Um, Patriots beat the Jets, obviously not uh, not beating uh, Antonio Brown for that game. Uh, Bills beating the Bengals. Our Vikings beating the Raiders. Uh, the Chiefs and Ravens living up to that heavyweight fight that we are expecting to see. Uh, that was a close game, pretty pretty awesome uh, for a couple of young quarterbacks to to really uh, really do it. Um, despite uh, the Ravens, most of their offense coming on the ground as far as the point total goes. Uh, across the border, the Packers handled business against the Broncos, 27-16. Uh, Panthers beat the Cardinals, 38-20. I'm sure somewhere Ryan is crying. Um, the story that I certainly like is obviously the, the New York Giants. Uh, you know, he uh, new quarterback in the start, uh, benching one, uh, one Super Bowl winning uh, Manning uh, and, and replacing him with Daniel Jones, who goes 23 for 36, 336 yards and two touchdowns in his, uh, in his debut uh, win um, over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, 
what do you what do you want to touch on? What do you want what do you want to get started with, buddy? Well, we can we can talk about the Giants first since you kind of touched on that because there's a whole there's a whole mess of things storylines that you can take out of that with the Giants and Daniel Jones. Yep. Um, Who probably Daniel one of the Jones? more I, I think probably, <laughs> probably one of the more criticized draft picks I think I've seen in like the last like five six years maybe even more. Um, I wasn't as down on the pick as a lot of people were. I think, yeah, maybe they might have reached a little bit. But if that was a dude that they wanted and they felt like that that was the guy that was best for them, then I guess I would say go for it. And the thing with him is I watched like watched him in college a little bit, and I've watched like highlights of him and stuff, and like I've done some research on him and – he was like on on some of like the like worst teams that Duke has had in a while. Like I think his senior year, his receivers led and the NCAA in drops by a big margin, and you know the defense wasn't very good. And you watch some of the highlights, and he's scrambles well, and he's he makes good throws. He has a nice arm. And, you know, you see a lot of guys drop a lot of very catchable balls. And, like, a couple of those Duke teams, if he wasn't on the team, they might have not even won a game, I don't think. So I think a lot of people didn't really do their due diligence and do their research on him and see, like, oh, maybe this guy kid is going to be good. Maybe it was a product of not having a, a great great talent around him. And – you know, look what he does today. He comes out and plays really well, really well his first game. Half oh, yeah. off to Four him. combined touchdowns, two, two on the ground, uh, two in the air. Uh, four without carries Saquon, for 28 without yards. Saquon Barkley. You know, yeah, well, Saquon Barkley still had, uh, let's see, he still had, uh, still had four receptions, 27 yards. He still had, he did still get some touches today, but not, uh, not amazing by any means. Uh, the brunt of it getting carried by uh, uh, Evan Ingram and, uh, and Sterling Shepard, uh, both both receivers uh, over 100 yards and a touchdown each. Uh, definitely uh, definitely spreading the ball when you look up and down these uh, these recap charts for them. But uh, obviously the the most important one being the, the final score to uh, to get that first win. Uh, big props to the to the young kid. Uh, what does that do for? For Manning, is there still a is there still a space for Manning on a team if uh, if somebody were on a trade for him? Ah oh, man, I don't know. Like I think I think Manning should. I would I wouldn't touch Manning with a ten foot pole. He's probably one of the, like at this point probably one of the worst starting quarterbacks was one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league, and. He's probably no better than a backup at this point. So I definitely would not want – whoa, what's that? Okay. The Browns are second and goal on uh, Los Angeles' four-yard line. Could be could be seeing some overtime here in, uh, in Cleveland. Um, the uh, – the, other uh, game that really intrigued me again was a uh, uh, couple couple young quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson 
uh, going up against Patrick Mahomes uh, in Kansas City. Obviously a hostile game as far as Baltimore going in there. Home field uh, in Kansas City is definitely a big thing. Uh, Mark Ingram, 16 carries, 103 yards, three touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, his arm didn't get uh, uh, used. Well, got used plenty. It's the completions that fell short. He was 22 for 43 with 267 yards. Did get eight carries for 46 with a touchdown. Um, still ultimately falling short um, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you know, going in, this game was definitely the uh, – I think I think probably should have been the primetime game in my personal opinion, um, as as intriguing as any game in Cleveland seems to be right now. Um, I think the Titans proved er, week one that uh, you know just like uh, just like they said they are who they thought they were. Um, yeah, they came out one week two, but um, still still leave a lot to be uh, a lot to be. Um, a lot to be wanted for, you know, as far as, uh, as far as the, the overall game plan that they have, I mean, beating the Jets is not exactly a, uh, an accolade in this day and age. Um, it's certainly, uh, certainly a far, a far cry from being, uh, I, I say a legitimate challenger for that North, um, as Pittsburgh, um, you know, and Baltimore seem to be at this point. Uh, did you have any, uh, any thoughts on the Chiefs and, 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 and Ravens from today? Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are like the future of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Like I think going forward, teams are going to be looking for guys like that to play quarterback for them. I think the pocket passer or like the non-mobile guy who just throws from the pocket is starting to become kind of a relic or a dinosaur in these days, so that was. See, do you think a, it's a resurgence a almost to the uh, a resurgence to the Steve Young, Mark Brunel era, where uh, Brett Favre even, where you you know you're going to be doing a little more outside of the pocket, but still slinging the football. Do you think it's going to become more of a, a gunslinger era uh, that we're looking at this? Well, I mean, yeah, just because they kind of they pass the ball a lot more than they used to nowadays, but. I just yep. think it's it's just they're going to be – you're going to – like the way the NFL is trending, you're going to need a quarterback who not only is mobile but a quarterback who can, who can throw the ball and complete passes and – Make the big play. I like it. Yeah. And I like Lamar Jackson. He was one of those guys where I'm like, man, he's going to be really good if – he just kind of fixes some mechanical issues of his because in college, man, he would make some, he would make some amazing throws in college, but then he would miss on some really easy throws or his balls would sail. And if you look at him play now this year, he's not really having that issue because his footwork and just like his mechanics are a lot better. And you're seeing that with his passing and I mean, with the way he runs, if he keeps developing as a passer, it's it's going to be crazy. He might be the first guy to get like a thousand yards in the season and pass for like four thousand yards. That would be impressive. I mean, that would be otherworldly to do a thousand on the yard, a uh, thousand on the ground, and 
and if you throw four, I mean that would be uh, that that'd be statistically, uh, you know, you're entering, you're 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 playing Michael Vick in in your 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 old school Madden league. You know what I mean? Like th- those are those are Madden Michael Vick numbers. You know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, what can you say about Patrick Mahomes, man? There's like not much you can really say about that guy except for he might be the best player in the NFL already. Yeah. You, you, you're very well. I mean, and, and given his, given the array of weaponry that he has, and the comfort and poise that he's showing already at that young age, um, obviously they fell short last year. Uh, but I'd be surprised, you know. Despite, I, you know, it's obviously hard to to bet against. Same time, you have to go against the Patriots, and 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 it might be that excellent, excellent, excellent O's things where the the coaching does actually make the difference for some reason. But, uh, um, but. You know, there there seem to be a, a team that's poised to be there for the long, uh, the long haul of things. Um, almost, uh, almost unfair when you look at you know kind of their roster talents right now and embarrassment of riches, which is which is great for for them at this point because obviously they've taken some uh, taken some some good misses there as far as uh, opportunities goes. And honestly, this is a good time for them to call the quarterback their own. You know what I mean? Like when's the last time Kansas City had a quarterback that didn't come from somewhere else or, or re- really get that success unless it came from somewhere else? Um, I yeah, don't know. Very cool. Uh, I, yeah. So, I mean, very, very oh, cool. Uh, I was going to make a point when go I got ahead. booted off by Block Talk. I was just going to say the reason why I said that Daniel Jones – did a lot of his, what he did without Saquon Barkley because Barkley didn't play the second half. He had a he got a high ankle sprain, so he was oh, he was that's out. Right. That is right. You know, and then and then they still pulled it out without Barkley, like you said. I mean, that's that's huge. That is huge. So so big props to him. Um, maybe maybe when we come back to real MVP, maybe that's something that we reevaluate and, uh, and give him a nod. But uh, but definitely, uh, I got my real MVP <laughs> already. Ooh, it'll be, he's gonna already be, got his be, real MVP. It's going to be multiple guys, let's just say. Oh, multiple. Interesting. interesting. Yes. I'm enough, mine is going to be a, a team gimmick as far as that goes, too. Um, and uh, and I'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later here. Uh, maybe maybe about the halfway mark here. We're still, we still about 30 minutes deep into the, the, the first hour. Um, let's touch a little bit on the college football side of things here. Um, briefly, briefly glossed on, on the uh, – on the um, uh, in the group chat there, but um, just outside the the top ten, uh, number thirteen Wisconsin hosted number eleven Michigan. Um, at halftime, the score was twenty eight nothing Wisconsin. Uh, in the third quarter, it was thirty five to eight, and that last score didn't come until I, I feel like it was like six minutes left in the in the third quarter. Michigan's offense was futile. Um, even scoring in the fourth quarter didn't mean anything. Uh, looking at this score and the fact that Harbaugh, uh, by and large, I don't think he's not beaten Ohio State. He has not beaten uh, Notre Dame, I don't believe. And, uh, and, and pretty much any relevant game that has mattered for, for, for Jim Harbaugh here, what is going to uh what's going to happen is is he going to get canned at the end of this year uh is there anything that can save him uh from getting canned at the end of this year 
they're going to have to find a quarterback on their roster that's going to be able to play, and they're going to have to win out probably for him to save his job. I just I don't, but I don't see it. I mean, he had a the McCaffrey kid. He replaced. Um, it was a Patterson. Is a Patterson got replaced for McCaffrey, and then McCaffrey ended up mm-hmm. leaving the game because he got a concussion or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, like I said, they just they have major quarterback issues, and they're gonna need they need to find a quarterback. And like I said, if they're probably they probably don't have one on their roster. Maybe McCaffrey, but he's out now, and they don't have one on their roster. And like. Wisconsin put it on them, and you can't lose games like that at Michigan in the Big Ten if you expect to keep your job. And it doesn't seem like he has been able to win the big games, so he very well could be on his way out after this season. Yeah, his uh, his career at Michigan, he is uh, 55 games total, 40 wins, 15 losses, lost in, uh, he, he won his first uh, his first bowl game, obviously not his recruits, not his kids, Citrus Bowl. Uh, since then, he has lost the Orange Bowl, lost the Outback Bowl, lost the Peach Bowl. Again, crushing losses against uh, Ohio State, uh, Notre Dame, uh, you know, teams that, uh, you know, you want to win those games too. They've lost the Gophers since he's been back in the uh, back in the saddle. The jug has been here in Minnesota. That, that's kind hey, of what's weird wrong to say that? at some point. Uh, what's wrong with that? There's what's wrong with, with the I'm Gophers? That. You know I'm happy I'm just with kidding. that, man. I'm, I'm an Irish fan, man. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Um, but uh, but 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 man, I can I cannot see a situation. I mean, even if he were to win out, um, I don't know. I, well, I mean, if he wins out, yeah. But I mean, if he but I mean, I think well, there's a if, lot. If, like if he, he has to win out, and he, they have to find a quarterback. Yeah, but the, here's the thing: is yeah, yeah, I think they have to win out. But also, I think I think they could maybe lose one more game. But if they do not beat Ohio State, I think I think I think if they don't beat Ohio State, he's out. He's gone after that Simple game. As that. You think he's gone after? You think he's gone yeah. after the Ohio State game if he loses? I think I think you do. I think I think you definitely you get rid of him after. Uh, after that game, if that's the case, uh, because there's no point in keeping them for a bowl game. You might as well get your stuff no. going because that's when all your recruiting stuff's going to start happening for some of these senior bowls, for some of these kids yeah. uh, having little uh, college days for these high schools. So you need to get the next man in. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't. I, yeah, I, I don't think. I don't think that they're going to be. That, yeah, I mean, their next good, good news for them. Their, their, their next game's against Rutgers. Um, you know they do have to play. Actually, the, the the schedule though is not easy. They still have to play number eighteen Iowa, number thirteen Penn State, number seven Notre Dame, and number six Ohio State. They're not winning out. And yeah, it, that's not even including Michigan State, who's capable of winning. Uh, you know, like they still have the cupcakes in Illinois and Indiana. But but that aside, like, I mean, they almost lost to Army last week. Army's a Army's like Army's kind of tough though, like. Army and Navy, they can catch people off guard. But, yeah, I mean, overall, though, you're right. Like, here, here, 
I respect the men in the Army. Okay, they still deal. But here's the thing. is They're still going to be an undersized team because they do have height and weight restrictions for the service schools and academies. You know what I mean? So they, they're, yeah. they're already playing hamstring there. Two, they're, they're, they're recruiting hamstring because you, you have a service to the country. You don't have a service to make the NFL. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a whole other ball of wax. You know, but every game they play is like uh, against one of these big perennial schools. That's a bowl game every time. They want to upset these teams. But, that, but yeah. that, that doesn't necessarily mean that the talent stacks up because at the end of the day, oh, Michigan is going to be that five-star perennial program all year round, every year, year in and year out. And Army is not going to be a five-star program. No. You know, so, so, you know, outside of the triple option that they run that can be confusing for defensive coordinators and for the players that if you can't react to it, but at the same time, they should have the athletes to do that. And they, uh, yeah. and they, they damn near got drummed there. If they if they keep playing like they're playing these last two games, Rutgers could beat them. You know what I mean? Like that's that and that's if they lose to Rutgers, then he might get canned before the season's even over. I mean that's <laughs> I mean he might not even make it to Ohio State. Yeah, he's definitely on the hot seat. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's the tough thing. And then and then my my question becomes, well, who do you replace him with? Because I don't see anybody out there that's really running the. Uh, you know, running the the great uh, you know you know great schemes that makes me say, oh yeah, he's gonna be shooting to get a big program soon. Uh, bring back Brady Hoke. Program so <laughs> bring back bro. Oh man, oh man. Uh, what about uh, didn't they have didn't they have Rich Rodriguez too? Can we give him give yep. him Rich Rod? Rich Rod. <laughs> oh man, I'll, I'll never forget when he did that disservice. Uh, to the to the fans of Michigan, man. Uh, there's bigger things in football. No, you got hired for for the big thing. That's Michigan football. Stop. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, after a loss, man, he, he wrecked my soul. <laughs> I felt bad for for Michigan fans then. Um, big surprise. Uh, Alabama beat Southern Miss, forty nine to seven. Florida beating uh, Tennessee. Florida looking like the Florida of old, man. They're four and old right now, putting on some good numbers, putting on some good hurts to these teams. Uh, coming in at the number nine spot, definitely, uh, definitely interesting to see uh, the Gators chomping at the bit uh, as far as this goes. Uh, let's see uh, Auburn. Auburn also uh, in a close one against Texas A&M. It was twenty-eight twenty, and uh, and that SEC's conference starting up. Um, definitely, that was probably. I'd consider that almost the the second best game of the week. Um, LSU beat Vandy, uh, you know, sixty six thirty eight. Uh, let's see, where are my other top teners here? Uh, uh, Texas trying to trying to look good, three and one, beat Oklahoma State. Uh, let's see, we'll say, you know, oddly enough, actually, I, I'll I'll bring up Oklahoma State right now. I'm not going to do a full-on formal uh, spit takes, but do you happen to know what today is the uh, 12th anniversary of? Um, it has to do with Oklahoma State. Yep. Mike Gundy. I'm a man. It I'm is, 40. It is, it is the... It is the 12-year anniversary of the Mike Gundy. I'm a man. I'm 40 speech. Um, I'll never forget. Obviously, we we always remember remember the soundbite that I'm a man. I'm a 40. But one of his players was taking criticism uh, from the press, and uh, he didn't take it. Uh, he, and he went to bat for his player. And uh, for that, I'll always have uh, <laughs> always have some respect for for Gundy there, as far as I go. So shout out to Gundy on the 12 year anniversary of that. Did you know uh, that player that. actually 
Did you know that player actually was like, I wish he would have never done that? Like, he was like, that pretty much ruined football for me. Um, it's a pretty big story. It's a pretty interesting to hear the player side side of it. But, yeah, the player was just, like, not not happy that he did that. And his football career kind of spiraled, like, just when his football career just kind of went off the deep end after that. And, yeah, like, check it out That's sometime. That's interesting, I'll have to check that out because I don't remember reading that. But now, but now I think of just philosophically since since we opened that Pandora's box. If you were a player, and and the press, you know, I mean, granted, you know, you, you know, you're a kid. You're, I think it was 19 at the time or something like that, um, and you're taking some pretty harsh criticism. Criticism. I can't remember what the direct quote was, but. Uh, you know, and your coach goes to bat for you and says, "You know what? Let's let's leave him alone this week. Let's let's say let's come at me." You know, how how do you take that? Oh man, I don't I, know. You know, going based on what I'd, you said, going based on what you said, I, I'd be like, "Man, that's good." I'd say, "I'd say, big ups, coach." And you know what that make you want to do? That would, personally, that'd make me want to go out the next game, try hard for my coach. Also, also with a little bit of a chip on my shoulder to shut up the press too, because. You know what? But but ultimately, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be for the press. It'd be for me to say, "I coach went to bat for me, so now it's my time to prove him right." You know what I mean, kind of thing. So I, yeah. I don't know. I, I I feel like that's a that's a really weird. I think that's a weird. Personally, I think that's a weird cop out if if you blame the coach for going to bat for you. I I I, I, I think there's more to the story weird. between those two, though. Like like I said, I can't yeah. remember the full story, but I think there's more to the story between those two, and I. I I don't remember exactly what happened, but it just. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give that a read. I, that, that that sounds it sounds really interesting because because like I said, I I think I think uh, how how that went down or at least how it went down publicly. Uh, I'm and in my in my head, I'm like, man, if a coach did that for me, I'd, that man, I'd I'd be I'd be taking bullets for that man. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get it. So, but. Yeah, like I said, I think just some stuff went down between those two, and it just didn't, like, that was, like, pretty much the icing on the cake, and it didn't end well, and so, I don't know. But, yeah, like I said, search for it and see what, see what you find, but it's pretty interesting. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, my boys in the primetime game on CBS yesterday, uh, Notre Dame fell short. Um, against Georgia, uh, 23-17. Um, Notre Dame was up at half in Athens. Uh, you know, the both teams kind of sputtered overall offensively, but the, the defenses really uh, really showcased each other, um, playing some pretty hard football uh, overall. Uh, let's see, uh, Fromm for Georgia, though. Uh, Jake Fromm just, just lights out as far as things go. 20 for 26, very efficient when he, when he was throwing the ball. Um, otherwise, it was just a steady rush attack and, and, and a lot of defensive football for um, for for the guys. Um, Herb Streak gave a lot of props to Georgia uh, Notre Dame going into Georgia and though falling short, uh, saying that you know that if as long as they uh, as long as they you know handle their business, uh, they'll still be a team to talk about. Um, I'm a big fan of quality losses early in the season. Um, I, I, I think it's a legitimate thing. I think showing that you can hang with the SEC team is definitely very good, especially when you do it on their home turf. Um, they were 16-point underdogs 
um, for the uh, going into the game. So obviously they covered that spread. They were not ex- expected to win. Um, on the money line, they were plus 486. So if you put up 100, you get $486 if they would have pulled off that win. Uh, that's some pretty good odds for considering Notre Dame was going into this, uh, uh, I believe, the number seven team in the country. Uh, what, do, what are your thoughts? I, you know, was there? Do you think there is some good? Uh, uh, some good? Uh, is it a good loss? If, if you're going to take one, do you do you feel like it's something that should ultimately affect them down the road, or or what? What What are your feelings on this? I didn't watch the game, so I don't know, but. I mean, unless you're like Alabama or Clemson, you know, you're not like, I don't think you're too worried about a loss early on to a team that is ranked in the top 25 that's probably better than you are. So... I mean, I think it's a good loss. Like, it's not like you guys went and lost to, like, Akron or something. You know, you lost to a legitimate, like, national championship contender. And you played better than people thought you were going to. So, I don't think it was a bad loss at all. Yeah. You know, the the tough part is, uh, you know, right now their schedule's still kind of soft since there's nobody – um, nobody left ranked uh, currently. I think. Uh, well, I think Michigan will be uh, probably late in the uh, late teens, early twenties. But uh, they got Virginia, Bowling Green, USC, Michigan, uh, Virginia Tech, Duke, Navy, Boston College, and Stanford. The names all sound strong as far as when you look at you know majority of them, with the exception of Bowling Green. But uh, the talent's a little thin in some of these schools and areas. So um, they definitely will need to win out for them to make a, make a chance in the playoffs, especially given that they don't have a, um, a conference championship game to play um, after that Stanford one there. So depending on how things shape up with, that, um, with those rankings, um, you know, things could, could change considerably. Um, the rankings as uh, as of today or as of the update here, we got Clemson number one, Alabama number two, Georgia three, LSU number four, OSU number five, Oklahoma six, Auburn seven, Wisconsin eight, Florida nine, and Notre Dame. Notre Dame comes in at ten. Uh, Michigan did drop to twenty actually officially. Uh, USC is twenty one actually. So I guess we do have a couple a uh, couple ranked knocks still left on the on the, on the belt there. Um, of the top ten, if you were to if you were to uh, pick playoff teams now, um, just strictly from the top ten. Who, who do you think is going to make it? Um, it's an eighteen playoff, right? I can't. I forgot. Fourteen. It's it's still a it's still a fourteen playoff. I they, there needs to be an eighteen playoff, and uh, and and that would sort out a lot. Uh, an eighteen playoff, however, right now would be um, if you went strictly based on the rankings. Uh, it would be very, very disheartening because the SEC would come in so strong uh, with yeah. one, two, three, uh, four, five teams in the top ten uh, if there is an eight-team uh, uh, so playoff. So definitely a, a couple of SEC teams would have to go. Yeah, so my four would, probably, would be Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, 
and probably Georgia. Yeah, that's that. You know, that the interesting thing there is obviously you got the East-West uh, portion of that. That so so one of those guys, uh, Alabama, Georgia, probably not going to be making that cut at the end. Um, oh God, I forgot about and that. And obviously, Whoops. same with yeah. Uh, but but then but then again, same with same with LSU. So it's one of those things where uh, you know obviously two two SEC teams uh, SEC teams have made the playoffs. So I mean that there's precedent made. I think it was Alabama and Auburn. So. Um, you know, who are, you know, even still in the same conference, but like, um, but if, if I were to go with it, I, I'd say, I'd say Clemson, uh, Alabama, uh, Oklahoma still does look really good. And then, um, they can't stop anybody though, once card. playoff time comes. They seem to always have you know, problems yeah, like and, stop their defense. Usually, man, yeah. like they're, they're always in shootouts with everybody. It seems like, but yeah, oh, you're absolutely right. I, you know, but but I think because they're going to win their division or their conference, I think that's what's going to bump them up a little higher. They'll probably run the table unless they get in some sort of weird. Um, unless Texas, unless Texas happens to be, uh, you know, the real deal again. Who knows? Um, you know, but realistically, they should be coming out of that uh, that conference still. And um, and and then I, I might. I might take a jab and say Florida would be that second team that I would see from the SEC if they if they win uh, if they win strongly um, through majority of their schedule and, and even if they lose in an SEC championship game um, they could they could potentially again be that second team so I I don't think there's nothing wrong with seeing two SEC teams in it. Um, speaking of shootouts, did you by chance see the the ridiculousness that was the uh, was it Washington State and UCLA? I saw the like box <laughs> score and saw the highlights. Washington was way ahead at one point too, weren't they? Or they were up decently at one point, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. Uh, let's see. So in the third quarter, if my math is right, so that's uh, forty-two, forty-nine to. No, so if you go at halftime, it was thirty-five to seventeen, um, and that was that was just halftime. So I and I, I can't remember in which order the scores happened in the in the second half. But uh, yeah, UCLA comes back, wins the game 67-63, and somehow that happens in regulation of all things. You see a score 67-63, and you're thinking, oh yeah, this is uh, this is definitely going to be a game that uh, definitely went overtime. No, that was just a full-on shootout. A combined 1,300 what uh, 1,360 yards of total offense. Uh, a combined 560 yards. I'm sorry, 1,060 yards passing for both of these teams. Uh, they stalemated each other out in the fact that, uh, that they both had 150 rushing yards apiece. Uh, <laughs> uh, Washington State's quarterback, speaking of throwing up Madden numbers, uh, he must have been playing, uh, he must have been playing, uh, like, remember, remember playing NCAA on, on easy mode, but then, like, yep. he just, like, kept putting the, the controller down or something because, this dude threw nine touchdown passes with two interceptions. He went 41 for 61 with 570 yards. Nine touchdown passes. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty insane. <laughs> that's, that's nine touch. I don't think McNabb had nine touchdown passes his whole career with the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, the last guy that I seen <laughs> throw for a ton of 
uh, touchdowns like that was Mahomes. I think Mahomes had like seven, yeah. like one game. I think that was his like highest point in college. Yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. Pretty pretty insane. Like, uh, could you imagine being in the stands for that? Like, just every every play is just a home run touchdown. Like, those Mike Leach offenses, uh, though, man. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, God, he had some. <laughs> oh man, Mike Leach. I wish I would have pulled a soundbite from last week when he was um, when he was talking about the college players getting paid. Did you guys talk on that last week? I I didn't get to finish the entire show. No, I don't. Th- I don't think we did. Um, obviously, California did put the law or is, is in place to put the law in place to to make it so college players can make money off of their likeness uh, and potentially having, I believe, endorsements as well. Uh, obviously, the NCAA is going to have a, a a fit with this, and, and some coaches and some teams are going to consider it uh, another recruiting option. Uh, outside the lines, what? Um, I, where do you feel? Where, where, do you have any 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 way or, or feelings? About I don't that? mind. I don't mind if they. I honestly don't mind if they get paid or if they get endorsements or whatever. Because everyone's like, "Oh, they get a free education," but these colleges make billions of dollars off these kids. These kids generate so much revenue for their colleges that they should be entitled to a little more of the piece of the pie because kid gets injured, you know, something happens, they pull a scout, they can pull a scholarship and he's not going to be able to go for, go to school for free anymore. So, I mean, they, they definitely, I feel like they definitely should, should get a little, a little piece of the pie along with an education just because, you know, they make those universities so much money and why, why can't they make, money off the jerseys that have their numbers and stuff on them and why can't they get paid if people use their like likeness in video games like I don't get it I don't understand what the big deal is yeah NCAA think, is kind of groupy though if they, if, they went, if they went straight to a, a point where if you blew your knee out in college playing a game or, or on practice or you know what I mean if only pretty much you weren't uh you know, uh, you know, horsing around. Uh, you know, what if they just honor the scholarship still? You know what I mean? Would, would that be, you know, if if they said, all right, we're not going to pay, but this is what we're going to do, or this is one of the means that we're going to try to try to balance it out a little bit. You know, you're still going to get your free education, your dorming meals, whatever, but but um, you know what I mean? You know, but now they should do that. They should do that regardless. That goes. They should do that yeah. regardless. I agree. Oh, I, I feel like that should have been a foregone conclusion. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'd be, I, you know, I'd be behind the books. I'd be kind of curious to see if like any of these teams had like uh, insurance policies on the players themselves. Yeah. You know, because if that was the case, like then I'd, I'd be really curious, like, to, like if they got paid after a play, if the school got paid after a player lost their scholarship or, or their ability to play, you know, that that'd be definitely the. Um, that would definitely be a big undoing because that would be not a good, uh, not, not a good, good look. look. Yeah. Not a oh. good look. Oof. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the NCAA corruption, man, it never ends and pay, pay the kids, pay, pay them. You know what? I think there's a, where is that? Where's that dang thing at? I know I got, first of all, we got to do it for the balance. 
and, you know, it's got to, got to have, we got to, we got to, we got to, and then, uh, let's see, then give this Say number. that's me and his money. That, that's right, <laughs> pay him his money, that's all we got to do, it. you know. Uh, Show him the money. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's uh, let's let's get into our our real MVPs. I'll play the sounder. We'll we'll come into it. We'll let you lead off with it since you said you might have a couple. It sounds like. Uh, let's see. Spit take opening. Uh, what do we got? We'll play that one. All, All right, so my I got a few. I just want to say I just want to give big ups to T to my fantasy team, Team Aho, in <laughs> the fan the fantasy league that mul- like multiple people from sportscasts are in. Um, kind of had a rough start to the season, one and one. You know, teams aren't team isn't scoring like like they were last year and. Um, I was kind of worried, especially today because I got off to such a slow start. And then Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, even Juju did a little bit today and just blew the game wide open. So... Those guys are my real MVPs because now I'm not quite as stressed out as I was thought I was going to be today after after watching football. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> shout, shout out to your uh, shout out to your fantasy football team. Uh, Russell Wilson again, went bananas. Year, he had like 400. He had like 400 yards and like. Three touchdowns, and like three or four touchdowns, and did all that like in the second half because he didn't have shit in the first half. Nothing. Oh yeah, no, I I was watching the end of that game and I'm like I'm like oh man, there's a tiny piece of me that's thinking they're gonna come back and and and, and something miraculous is gonna happen and I like in my head I'm like all right they got they got a minute forty left all right they can do if they can get a field no they I was like oh no they need two touchdowns I was hoping they were gonna need to just do the the field goal onside kick and then like just go really wild with it but. Um, yeah, no, he was he was wilding out, man. I was uh, I I love Russell Westbrook, man. I think I think he almost doesn't. I think it's almost criminal how he does not get um, enough enough love in regards to the the grand scope of of his contributions to the quarterback game. Because you want to talk about running quarterbacks, uh, that man still puts puts it all on the line and uh, and gets oh. it done. Hi, and he never has. He's the one. He's the one guy that you can be like, eh. We won't put an offensive line around him. He'll be fine. Because Seattle's, <laughs> Seattle's offensive line has not been good for a long time. And that, that dude is that dude's always, like, running around. And he, to me, he's, like, he's probably almost just as good, or if not as good, a, at Aaron Rodgers on, like, pretty much scrambling – I mean, he can scramble and run. He's probably like, he's one of the best at that in the league today, like outside of Lamar Jackson. But um, he also is really good at scrambling to like get guys open downfield and to throw the ball downfield after he scrambles and creates more time and kind of makes a few guys miss. He's like really good 
at doing that as well, kind of like Aaron Rodgers is. Like, he's just, he's good. Like, very good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, quiet, quietly good, and and obviously you know we often forget he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Also, uh, should have been two, but instead they decided to use him instead of Marshawn Lynch. I will still throw, throw that out there. Um, oh, they should have ran the ball that time. Yeah. But man, I like I was on oh, that yeah. dude for like since his rookie year. Though I was I wanted the Vikings to to draft him, like, and I heard there was steam that oh, they yeah. might draft him, but. Seattle like showed why they're a smart team and they got him like in the third round or Despite third his round success or in Wisconsin, I still don't I still don't call him a Big Ten quarterback as he was a gift as far as that transfer goes from NC State. Uh, oh my God, he was awesome! I mean, he was putting uh, up he was putting NC up numbers State. at NC State. Yeah, I mean, he was awesome at NC State. Then they and then they happened to get him when they had uh, uh, they had White and uh, who's the other running back? Um, PJ PJ Hill, uh, maybe? No, they had no, they had uh, no. It was like oh, uh, James White in uh, uh, Denver, the dude that got drafted by Denver, uh, Ball, Monte Ball. Yeah, Monte Ball. Yeah, they had they had Ball and White, dude. Like it, they were just like that was they were so stacked. It was it was just unfair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that team was just unfair, and then the fact that they got to go, they got a quarterback that actually throw the ball uh, rather than just yeah. drive it. I mean, it was it was awesome. I, they, they were yeah. they were stupid good, and then they got remember when they got just drummed by Oregon though in that bowl game. Yeah, <laughs> that was so bad. Oh my god! That, but that's when Oregon was throwing up a hundred points. Stupid. Um, yeah, yeah, super good. Uh, oddly enough, uh, the, the the Saints winning without their hall. Uh, Soon to be Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback Drew Brees. Uh, you know who got the win for him today? Teddy B. Teddy Two Gloves. Ted, Teddy Two Gloves, man. Uh, <laughs> just had to throw that out there. <laughs> We're totally going right back into the NFL again, but uh, but that's okay. Uh, I'm going to give you my real MVP. Uh, obviously, I was not on last week, so I couldn't give them when it was completely relevant. Uh, so I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm going to give it a little bit later here, following their parade. Uh, the St. Paul Saints. Shout out to our very own. Uh, they won the American Association uh, Championship, uh, as far as that goes. And do you know how they celebrated their uh, their uh, their championship in St. Paul? I would like to know. <laughs> they uh, they did a parade route that started on Broadway and Fourth Street, and it traveled exactly one block. The parade lasted about 49 seconds. <laughs> this That's is a hilarious. real thing. It act, it actually happened. They did a, they did a one block victory parade in downtown St. Paul on uh, sounds like a Saints thing on to do. The, yeah, I know it was a very Saints thing to do. I I thought it was the cheesiest thing on the planet. I'm like, ah, guys. It's a real championship. Let's let's have a real parade. You know what I mean? But no, yeah. they went for it. They did it for the views, man. They did it for the likes, and everyone and everyone and their mother has been talking about it. But yeah, a one minute parade. They did. They went full Saints on us, and uh, they embraced it. Uh, so shout out to the Saints being uh, being my real MVP, uh, getting it done, bringing another title to the Twin Cities, and uh, and yeah, uh, actually I went to my first Saints game in the new stadium this year. Have you been there? I have not, no. I haven't been to the new stadium. Yeah, the new CHS field there in downtown St. Paul, really awesome. Uh, 
really cool right by Mears Park and um not a bad seat in the house. Went there, had a couple brews, had some decent food, and uh, and had a good time. Uh, they had uh, like it was like a moment. It was like an inning of Zen. Uh, it was it was really kind of tripping me out a little bit. But like when they had, so when they had announced the guys, they was like, it, hypothetically, if you were batting third, like batting third, Elijah McNeil, <laughs> and also like everyone's supposed to like quiet clap. And, uh, <laughs> and like, it was a trip, man. Uh, I had a really good time at, uh, at you know, doing the uh, – checking out a game at, for, for at CHS Field. So uh, I definitely suggest it next year. Um, maybe we get the squad out and we, we have a night of it um, because, yeah, yeah, it was definitely definitely worth a couple bucks to go. Oh, that would be fun. Uh, let's it see. So that, that – Looks like a little mini target field to me, like CHS Field. It, it does it has that, have it has that, that vibe. Like, yeah, it's but it's so well put together. I walked around the entire thing, the whole concourse, checked it all out. Um, they got some cool merch. Um, obviously, obviously, some great local beers. Um, when you get out of there, too, there's usually food trucks in Mears Park. Uh, we went on a Thursday, and there was, like, tons of food trucks. So no shortage of good eats in downtown St. Paul. St. Paul is popping again, y'all. We back. We back. All right. <laughs> Except for the East Side, um, the East Side will never come back. Oh man, East Side never fell off. All right. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, What's up, Coco? About, you know we we know what the East Side's all about, okay? <laughs> man, um, I just have to. My wife, Alicia's <laughs> from the East Side, and. She hates the East Side, so I just had to throw it out there. That's that's messed up, man. That's messed up, but that's okay. That's okay. Since uh, since we're gonna we're gonna take over the show here, we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a, a hard left turn here. I'm gonna give us a little minute break. We're gonna play the standing A count opening. We will talk on some of the the combat sports that happened over the weekend here, and then um, obviously talk about that Canelo versus Kovalev that's coming up in November. So uh, keep listening to Sportscast Radio. We're gonna we're gonna play the old standing eight count opening just to just to give it a good feel. How's that? Sounds like a plan. Coming at you live is the standing eight count, and it starts now. Before the first round, I'll make a back down. I'm coming for the crown, and no, we don't back down. I beat the track down, screaming loud, the crowd's gonna react. Wow, pound for pound, I'm the best in this game, man, hands down. The way I stand out ain't looking for a handout. I'm undisputed, gassed up, and never ran out. I'm underrated, undefeated, and look the grand All right, we're going right into it. Uh, we're, 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 we're combining the show here from Sportscast Radio to Standing 8 Count. Uh, combat sports obviously being uh, some of Elijah's best forte. Me being the novice, uh, I get to throw him all the questions and sound like a dumbass. Maybe make some challenging statements, and, and then him, uh, you know, next time he sees me, hits me with a, 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 maybe a kicked, kicked rubber cage ball to my face. Uh, maybe like some family tradition that I, I witnessed over the last week. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Elijah. 
<laughs> Eliza. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, I know you're a big boxing fan, and uh, I think we've always been kind of, um, you know, following Canelo, uh, you know, as his, his rise to uh, dominance has been uh, pretty interesting. Kovalev and his own uh, level of dominance also uh, maybe a little, little sidestep and falter here. Uh, possibly given the biggest match of his career, um, I want to say this politely in, in regards to when I say his name, but uh, maybe forget Andre Ward. This will probably be the biggest match Kovalev, um, uh, Kovalev will ever uh, possibly see, uh, depending on the outcome. Would you agree right off the right off the bat of that? Oh, obviously, like Andre Ward, obviously better fighter than Canelo, in my opinion. But he's not. He doesn't bring the name recognition that Canelo does. So Canelo will be Kovalev's biggest fight of his year, biggest fight of his career. He'll make the most money off this fight for sure. Now, and he'll probably have the most. He'll probably have the most up. hype around it too. Like. There'll probably be more hype behind this fight because of Canelo than there was with like casual people than there was with the Andre Ward fight just because Andre Ward wasn't super popular with casuals. So yeah, uh, you know uh, the the match is scheduled for November second. It's going to be taking place at um, uh, it's going to be taking place. Uh, at the light heavyweight uh, weight class, uh, do you see do you see Canelo translating or being able to move up with with ease as far as this one goes? I mean, obviously, I know he went up in the last one, but is this going to be a bigger jump or harder for him to do? I mean, it's a big jump, but you know he's all he's got the stake. <laughs> He's got the stake. <laughs> but no, like this, oh, this is a big jump. This is a big jump, but I don't think he would take the fight unless he knew he was absolutely confident that he could make the jump. And to me, it seems like he's kind of like he thinks Kovalev is like ripe for the picking, and it's just a fight that to me may look more dangerous than it actually might be and it's a fight where he can be like well I fought I fought Sergey Kovalev at light heavyweight and didn't make him come down to me and I went up to him and I beat him so I think it's a, a pretty good strategy by Canelo and I think I usually I haven't picked I've never picked Canelo to win a lot of fights but I think he will. Uh, I think he will be Kovalev, and I think it'll be a a less riskier take than what people think it will be. Now, so and, and you know, there are a lot of people are telegraphing the the, the body punching ability of Canelo, uh, and how that's how it's going to affect um, Kovalev. I've I've heard it from you. I've also seen it on Twitter uh, from from various boxing sources. Do you think that's going to be the strategy going in, or could this be a could this be a red herring for for the training camp of of Kovalev to say, oh yeah, look out, look out, look out, and then all of a sudden he's going to be going to 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 rip the guy's head off? I mean, what do you think that's that's a, a potential uh, bait and switch, or do you think that's going to be the game plan? That's the exploitable piece that they're looking at. 
I think that has to be the game plan. But I think Canelo also is going to be able to use his quickness and boxing ability against Kovalev. But I do think the body work is going to be a big part of that. So I don't really think it's a red herring. I think it's a legit, like, this is how we're going to win. I think it's a a legitimate game plan, and I don't see them deviating from it too much. So, so with that that being said, uh, it's uh, it's scheduled to be on November second. Uh, it's going to be part of the DAZN's uh, lineup that night. Uh, however, uh, UFC President Dana White uh, said, uh, you know, they shouldn't uh, they should stagger it to the point where it doesn't affect uh, fight fans wanting to watch the uh, the Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal fight that will be taking place on the very same. Um, for UFC 244, um, and let's see. Actually, I think the the direct quote is: "The night we started talking about this date, we were going to take this date. Then a week later, I heard they were going to fight, uh, going to do that fight. I think they're crazy to go on the same night as us on the zone. Uh, let's see. Can you give me? Can uh, I get a sounder for Dana White? Can I get a Can I get a sounder I, for Dana White? Oh, which, can you play which, which the, Rev, the Rev X sounder for Dana White? The Rev X. Let's see if I uh, cut that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see. Cut that bitch off. <laughs> Man, Dana White needs to to shut up and you know, like shut up and see what happens because isn't he the guy that's always talking about how? his product is so much superior to boxing and that MMA is the future and boxing's done and no one watches boxing anymore. You know, if he's so confident, then he needs to like put his money where his mouth is and be like, fine, let's go. Let's see who gets the most views out of these two events. Oh yeah. You know that? Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting too, because obviously, um, you know, if boxing is a dying sport, uh, why are you scared? Why are you? If boxing yeah, is a dying you, sport, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, speaking of uh, dying sports, so I, I did actually watch the UFC uh, Mexico event. Uh, oddly enough, um, uh, against uh, the Yair uh, Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens, uh, obviously no contest. Did you by chance watch that? I heard about I, the eye poke. So here's my gripe with the eye poke, though. So it was a left hand to the right eye of Jeremy Stevens. But the entire time they're they're servicing the kid on in the cage when they're trying to give him his five-minute timer and stuff, like it's uh, – let's see, hold on. This t- on this side he's actually doing it on the right. But they keep checking his left eye, and he's, and he's feigning the left eye. You know what I mean? Like they keep checking his left, and but when I so I, I get a little I get a little wonky sometimes when I see that because it's like why why are you checking his left? Why is he why is he doing that? When he got hit on the right, 
and the right is his non-tattooed arm, but they keep checking him on the on the left side, which is his tatted arm side. And I, I just, I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Like, you didn't get hit there. That so sounds weird. I, I, I didn't I, see it. Yeah, so I'll I'll have to find it at some point and send it over to you. Yeah, it was it was pretty weird. I'm surprised that nobody actually calls it out at some point because I I I'm I just don't get it. Like if you got hit on the right hand side, why are we looking at his left eye? You know what I mean? Like what what's going on here? Like did he lose the contact or you know what I mean? So there's uh, so obviously Rodriguez being the the, the Mexican born fighter, you know he's going to be. Um, you know, he was looking forward to that matchup. He he ends up not uh you know, not getting to show up you know, show up for his, his home uh his home country, his hometown, you know what I mean? Like, or not hometown he's in Chihuahua, but like uh but you know, he didn't get to he didn't get to show out, he didn't get to have a fight, so he's obviously pissed. The crowd was pissed, they were throwing uh Oh, I heard they almost I mean, rioted. You think, yeah, you you would think Hogan went uh went to N W O again and dropped a light drop on Macho Man because there were so many cups in there. Uh, it was it was getting crazy, um, but yeah, I, just just ridiculous. I, I I can't believe you want to talk about a bad product. That's 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 something that's kind of ridiculous as far as um, again that nobody is nobody's calling out. Like, I mean, it, it's, what really if John Jones, if John Jones or Conor McGregor isn't fighting. Like, what real, like, big-name fighters, like, big, big-name fighters, like, they used to have, like, when GSP and Anderson Silva and um, oh, you, John Jones was kind of involved right. in there, like, the, the, what the big-name name like fighters are there? Over there? Yeah, no, th- th- that's exactly right, especially when it comes to that, that, I mean, even on the heavyweight side, even when Brock Lesnar was there, you know what I mean? Like, they were they were still exploiting a a... a freak show in this that almost is, is is akin to the old school UFC, right? Because you keep getting these yeah. you got you got John Jones who keeps getting piss testing hot but he keeps winning, so what do you, you know what I mean? Like so he's just a big controversial athlete. Um you got yeah, I mean Anderson Silva who's came back and lost and won and lost and won. I mean, you know, so I mean but yeah, it, you know the the big name is not, not there right now. Rousey, obviously, that ship sailed quick. Um, you know, oddly enough, you know, Cyborg's one of the biggest things they got. They don't. She's not even there anymore. She they they released her after after her last fight. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, but that, but again, that that being said, like, you know what I mean? That there's. The, the women's division, they had their, their couple big pops. Then they had, uh, obviously, the men's division has their consistent ones. But then, like you said, outside of, if, if a controversy isn't following it, nobody's buying it. No, and now, like, the new guy that the new guy that they're trying to promote is some, like, MAGA clown uh, named, like, Colby Covington or something. Some Just some yeah, idiot. Yeah, and, and there you go. Yeah, and just, again, that, that, that controversy to, you know, so you can – so you can pit the, uh, you know, the the big goofy white guy against the, you know, the athletic, you know, outspoken black guy, and, and there you go. That's that's that they're just, they're just printing money on the controversy. But I will say though that I am going to watch the Diaz Masvidal fight because that shit is going to be off the chain because oh, yeah. they both they both can fight and they both are like 
tremendous shit talkers. So like I'm actually Oh yeah. That's a UFC fight that I'm like looking forward to, so I'm going to be watching U- UFC yeah, I, and boxing on that night. Yeah, oh yeah, you know I, I I'm I'm hoping uh I'm hoping it's a, a November 2nd at Cooks or something because then we can throw it up on the the double screen. But uh um, Yeah. But uh but uh you know uh, Nate Diaz said uh Diaz's opinion on the matter, he doesn't seem to think the fight will have that difficult uh fight fans will have a difficult choice to make November 2nd. We're fighting for the baddest motherfucker in the game belt, Diaz proclaimed. That's why you should watch. Like yeah, Diaz, awesome fighter, very cool. Um, it will definitely be interesting. Uh, I'm sure we're gonna have some more analysis as these camps start wrapping up, and as maybe some of the promo stuff starts coming out for for Kovalev and Canelo. Um, anything else you want to maybe touch on tonight before we, we bid adieu? Well, I mean, there wasn't a ton. Uh, Ang- Angulo upset. Um, Peter Quillen this weekend, so there will be no Peter Quillen, Caleb Truax rematch at the Armory. So, that's dead, because Angulo, Angulo won, so Angulo could be the next guy to fight at the Armory. Shot, right? Huh? I said, yeah, that, doesn't like, that get him a title shot? Yeah, I believe, like, so... If Peter Quillen was was gonna win this, if Peter Quillen won this one, I think him and Caleb would have had would have had their rematch, and they would have went from there. But I think Peter Quillen's probably now out of the title picture. So, yeah, you know, Peter Quillen, uh, thirty six years of age, obviously, uh, uh, definitely. Uh, We'll say on the tail end of his of his, of his prime, and, 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 and but you know, thirty seven Angulo is thirty seven. So I mean, it was it was definitely some adult fighters, a lot of lot of rounds underneath their belt, uh, split decision, and um, and but yeah, I I don't know if this this one was not an entertaining fight. Uh, I was trying to see if this one was. I think it was on it was on Fox, if I remember correctly, maybe. Yeah, it was on Fox Sports One. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to find and, and watch the recap. Uh, it was a good fight. Um, but yeah, it. Quillen started off early, like looking really good early, and then Angulo weathered the storm, and like for some reason Quillen decided that he wanted to stay tra- stay in trade with Angulo, and it just after that the fight kind of went towards Angulo, and. He be he. I I I think he beat Quillen. A lot of people think that he lost, and it sucks for him because here's a guy that was like looking really good, and then he gets knocked out in the first round by Danny Jacobs, and stuff has just kind of went downhill from him for him ever since. So, and he hasn't really fought much lately. He took like a long layoff and. It just it really shows. He also was looking kind of crazy last night. If you like see the fight, you'll see like like how like his eyes are just like he looked like he was on something, man. It was kind of nuts. But one guy that was on the um, card that I really like, though, one guy that was on the card that I really like though was Chris Colbert. He's a really fun fighter to oh, watch. Yeah. He knocked out. Um, yeah, we've seen him live at the Armory. Yeah, he knocked out um, the guy he fought. One punch, pretty much hit him like on the ear, and the guy just fell flat on his face and was like out cold. Oof! First round. Whenever so you that, see that, that was, 
that was exciting, but yeah. I'll shut up now and I'll let you yeah. talk. I'm sorry. Um, so, uh, in a in a random thing that I'm kind of curious about, have you been following uh, the um, the uh, Ryan Garcia and uh, and um, uh, Ryan Garcia and Golden Boy controversy that's kind of going up here? All I he- I heard is something about. He's not like he's not a big fan of one of the who is it Diego de la Hoya. Like he's pissed off about something about Golden Boy and Diego de la Hoya or something. I don't know. I like I don't really know what's going on about that. I know that there's just some kind of like beef there. Can you explain it to me or put me up on it? So so he was supposed to be fighting on September 14th, but apparently that fell through. Uh, but then in the in the actual blog, in the actual like Instagram post on on Ryan's uh, Instagram, like his official Instagram, uh, he says, "quote My promoter acted in a very unprofessional matter uh, manner." And, and then in parentheses put, "It's a pattern at this point, saying things that were false about me. I'm a fighter, and I'm not afraid to fight anyone. My team tied tireless." tried tirelessly to negotiate a fair purse amount to save the show, but the promoter has shown little interest in my career. I promise I've tried for my fans, but like all things in life, I'm staying positive and will come back soon. Um, and then, you know, he, he tweeted at Golden Boy, Oscar De La Hoya, uh, you know, just really heating them. Um, saying that they're not getting them some big fights um, is, is kind of, it uh, seems like one of the gripes um, and, and pretty much in, in a in a tweet, and I think it was already deleted. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, you know that uh, you know he, he pretty much he wants to get a, he wants to get some headline action, and he's not getting and he's not getting it. You know what I mean? And 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 some of his contemporaries with uh, in his in his weight class, like uh, like Teofimo Lopez and, and David Haney. Um, you know they've been getting some some good stuff, so their promoters been taking care of them and getting them uh, getting them some good um, some good events. And, yeah. and obviously, you know why shouldn't somebody whose his record is fantastic, he's got a great marketable look, uh, you know. And uh, granted, you know he just he hasn't gone around with anybody because he keeps knocking everybody out. And I feel like. If they're if they're protecting that aspect of it, I feel like well, you know, you're, right now you 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 got an 18 and 0 kid with 15 knockouts who's um, who um, you know who who just doesn't want to get it to happen, you know, like uh, I don't know, I I, I think I, I want to see the kid fight somebody legitimate. I want to see him get you know get some fun. Oh yeah, he's you know? really good. He, he he's getting to the point now where he needs to start fighting some fights where he might be able to be tested because he's showing that he's better than the guys that he's fighting. It's probably time for him to take that next step. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I hope he gets a shot. And if not, if not, I hope, uh, I hope golden boy does the right thing for the young kid's career and, and actually, uh, and, 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 and does some sort of, uh, you know, buyout option or some gives the kid an option to to at least get uh, to get in there and get the get the chance that he he wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because again, you know, uh, 
you know, his when his when his contemporaries are getting the getting the love and, and getting these these big uh, these bigger purses. Uh, they've also they've also had a little, faced a little better competition as far as things go. But again, you know, if your promoter's not putting you against quality opponents, then 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 who who are you to blame? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know. So so I think Golden Boy's got to work for him at some point. Uh, I'm curious to see how it rolls out though. Again, because um, Kid was really cool, really humble when we saw him in Las Vegas, and uh, and um, super talented. I I want to see the kid succeed. So. Um, that being said, I think uh, I think we might call it a night, Ryan. So uh, after talking about Ryan Garcia, so Elijah, you got anything to to, to finish up with? No, just look out for us. We'll probably be doing. We might be Ryan and I might be doing a um, Spence Porter like pre-show thing sometime this week, possibly. So look out for that. Oh, nice. Post- yeah, that's it. right. The, the, that's a that's a super decent episode. Any other big matchups people should be looking out for? Um, there's a lot this month. I can't really, I can't really remember right now off the top of my head, but that's definitely one of the one, the big one. And like I said, we'll probably be doing, we'll be doing a pre-show sometime this week to kind of make our predictions and our thoughts on the fight and what could happen after and stuff. So, so that's all I really got. I can, I can give you, I can give you a couple right now just cause I, I happen to just whip that calendar out. Uh, because it's my my favorite bookmark to look up. Uh, Daniel Dubois against Ebenezer Tete for 12 rounds at the heavyweight uh, vegan Commonwealth title. Yeah, Ebenezer Tete. T e t t t or T e t t e h. So Daniel's trying to knock the Tete out. I'm such a 12-year-old, I can't help it. Um, <laughs> uh, also on the 27th here, that's, uh, let's see, so that's a London card. Um, let's see, Dennis McCann, Denzel Bentley, Archie Sharp, uh, nothing too crazy there. Uh, let's see, Puerto Rico card, a lot of featherweight. Well, I know, um, uh, what you call it, uh, No Nito Donaire and, um, Naoya, Naoya Inoue are fighting soon. Um, Josh Taylor, Riga's Pro Grays are fighting soon. Uh, let's see the what else. The undercard on that Los Angeles card is stacked. Because you got Durrell versus Benavidez on that also. Yo, that's going to be a good one. That's definitely Yeah, holy cow. That, so, so Spence is the main uh, against Porter. Then you got Anthony Durrell and, and David Benavidez. Then you got Mario Barrios against Batira Aquadon. That's cool. That's yeah. a bad little uh I just, bad little nuggets I think, right there. I think Benavidez is gonna gonna beat uh Durrell pretty handily, but I I like watching Benavidez fight. And you know yep. I could I could be wrong. Durrell could could possibly you know Put up a fight or even win the ma- win the win the match, but I think it's going to be a good showcase for Benavidez, and I'm I'm looking forward to that. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There's twelve fights on the undercard on top of the the three championship fights. Um, Fifteen fights total for that Los Angeles uh, Los Angeles gimmick. God, that's a, that's a whole day of boxing right there, man. Holy buckets. 
Uh, let's see who else we got here. Take a quick peek. Take a quick peek. Good um, day. No, no. Don't we have a? Uh, let's see. So obviously, then uh, after that, I think the next big one here, you know, non non championship stuff, more non championship stuff. Um, there's a flyweight WBA junior flyweight title in Osaka for Hiroto <laughs> Kayaguchi versus what the hell was that? A sneeze. Oh, okay. I, I thought somebody just ran up and socked you right in the gut. I was I was worried, man. I was, I was gonna have to drive down there, you know, make sure everything was all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was that sounded that sounded intense. Sorry. Let's see. I tried I, to hold know, it in. After that, though, we definitely some good fights on. Um, let's see, October, early October. Uh, obviously, October fifth, you get uh, uh, Sergey Daryevchenko against uh, Gennady Golovkin. Uh, that's going to be an, uh, should be a fun fight to watch. Uh, let's see, Israel Madrimov against uh, Alejandro Barrera for the junior middleweight should be an interesting one on that fight. Uh, also, that same time on Showtime, you'll have uh, Clarissa Shields uh, going for another uh, another belt. Uh, I like watching her fight. I think she's a a, a good fighter, um, and she oh, handles business every time she's in the ring. Dude, uh, probably, probably like, and I can comfortably say like I've legit, legitimately seen every one of her pro fights. Um, I, I like, I really like following her. Like, you know, she's um, she's the right amount of humble and the right amount of uh, and the right amount of um, of braggadocious. Confident. Obviously, she every time she gets in, yeah, I, I I think she's she's just the perfect mix. Um, she lives up to the name that she calls herself the quote the greatest woman of all time currently. And uh, and so far, I've yet to see anybody that can really give her that challenge. Most oh, man, I was, one, uh, I was so Ray glad. Mysterio, we got Ray Mysterio on the line. Hold on, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get somebody on here from six one nine six one nine. You are on the line. What's up, man? Hey, uh, I want to first say just uh, I I really enjoy the show. I wanted to, to be honest. I just wanted to call and just tell you guys that you have you have people that listen wow. in quite a bit and uh, and just keep it going. That's that's really cool. Anything you really like overall? Well, yeah, I think a lot of the topics that you guys touch on, and uh, well, I'll tell you what it is: is that you guys are very knowledgeable when, when it comes to, uh, especially when it comes to college. Um, so I, you know, I, I really appreciate that college basketball specifically. Well, well we we, we, college, we, all, we get when when March Madness comes, we'll definitely give you that college basketball love, man. We definitely touched on the football tonight. Um, well, we appreciate the love that you gave, and uh, and then uh, we hope you keep on listening and, and calling if you ever got a nugget that you want to discuss. That's cool. Cool getting praise from uh, from folks that are listening. And, and, and if you're listening, make sure uh, you give Ryan Cook and uh, and Alex Mello a listen if you want to get in on your wrestling stuff. Um, you know, with WrestleCast Radio, uh, they'll definitely be having a lot of content coming up. I'm sure Ryan's probably got a big binge day. Uh, for about 15 shows in Japan, something in progress, and then, uh, and I'm sure the the, the Chinese contingency that Jr. Uh, may or may not have referred to uh, might uh, might have something to say with it. And oh yeah, uh, also in October, uh, AEW Dynamite starts up, so definitely get ready for a lot of content from the guys. And I might even join them on the AEW joint because I get to see something from start to finish. Speaking of, uh, you know, we talk about uh, Clarissa Shields. Um, 
So, so yeah, this is uh, it's going to be good. It'll be a good fall, good fourth quarter, um, and it should be uh, definitely lots of things to uh, to peek out and look at. Uh, October also, oh man, you also get uh, Alexander. What is it? Gozdik uh, versus uh, Better Beav. That'll be a good one too. Man, October stacked. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good month. So. We got Shaq Stevenson against uh, Joey Gonzalez. Also, that that should be cool. Isn't there a uh, Isn't there a Wilder fight coming up? Also, ooh, this ought to be interesting. Hold on, I had a whole bunch of ones in line. So this this might be the uh, the freaks come out night freaks come out at night moment. Oh yeah, we're getting we're getting plugged, 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 plugged. Oh no, we're just gonna get spammed. Oh, no, That's gonna get spammed. That guy. The hell is that? Somebody's got to be real around here. Yeah, right. A little feedback action. Yeah. Nope. Looks like they're just uh, just micing up all awkwardly weird. So we won't give them the time of day, but we'll thank everyone for giving a listen tonight, and uh, we hope you'll give a listen in next week, uh, probably around the same time. What are you thinking, buddy? Yeah, ten o'clock usually is good. So. We'll uh we'll figure it out right, and we'll make so it work. For Elijah, I am Jordan. This is Sports Cast Strong Style Media. Brr.